From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shana Gallego with your latest news. The people in the eastern districts have suffered for far too long. Work must begin now. Another elected official joins the call for a portion of the proposed east-west arterial extension to be built without an environmental impact assessment. Here's Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. Speaking on Radio Cayman's Talk Today, West Bay West MP and former Premier the Honorable Makiva Bush told listeners that one of three motions he's bringing to Parliament will address the mounting traffic concerns for folks living in the eastern districts. Whereas the cabinet of the Cayman Islands in 2005 gazetted the east-west arterial road to be built immediately, and whereas the eastern districts residents are at a disadvantage in sleep quality and family quality because of the long commute to and from work. And whereas Eastern District residents are more prone to accidents and tiredness on the job and these constituents are struggling to maintain a decent lifestyle desiring just one more hour of sleep. Be it therefore resolved that the government considers building the East-West Arterial Road with immediate effect from Hurst Road to Lookout Gardens as the less environmentally sensitive area and only continue with the EIA study from Lookout Gardens to Northside as the more sensitive area. Mr. Bush told listeners he and the motion seconder, Bodentown West MP Chris Saunders, recognize there are some environmentally sensitive issues surrounding the road's construction, which is why their motion is limited to the Hearst Drive to Lookout Gardens phase. It can't be trees above the national good of our people. The environment is important and we, we recognize the importance of it more and more every day. However, I repeat that there are areas from Hearst Road to Lookout Gardens as is seen as known as the least or less environmentally sensitive area and we can start that portion and do that work and get that done. That's going to cut tremendous amount of traffic. At the end of March, Bodentown East MP, the Honorable Dwayne Seymour, said at a public meeting that he was hosting that he would be taking a similar motion to the House as well. They're expected to meet again on April 26th. The National Conservation Council has previously deemed that the planned 10-mile extension to the road requires an environmental impact assessment under the National Conservation Act because of potential detrimental effects. At Mr. Seymour's public meeting, the Premier, the Honorable Wayne Panton, mentioned the EIA was essential in ensuring the east-west arterial extension was, quote, done properly and in such a way to avoid future flooding issues, adding that the EIA is expected to be completed by the end of this year. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Cayman statutory authorities and government companies report a fourth year of operating deficits, with 21 million loss seen in 2022. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. Over the past four years, the government's financial performance comparison shows that revenues, with the exception of 2020, have seen a steady increase growing from just under $862 million in 2019 to more than a billion last year. Core government logged a surplus in 2019 of $143 million, a $58 million deficit in 2020, a $17 million deficit in 2021, and a $47 million surplus last year. Meanwhile, the SACCs have logged a deficit every year, $26 million in 2019, $65 million in 2020, $31 million in 2021, and then the $21 million last year. Total operating expenses for 2022 were nine. 
$973.5 million. This amount was $52.0 million more than the initially projected full-year budget of $921.5 million. The Ministry of Finance says this is mainly due to overages related to health care expenses, health insurance for civil service pensioners, a variance in the cost of supplies and other items to combat COVID-19, and costs for the care of indigents exceeding its budget. In addition, the ex Gratia tourism stipend was $16.4 million over budget, and the electrical assistance program cost $7.9 million, not originally in the 2022 budget allocations. To cover these, Parliament approved supplementary funding of $16.5 million for the tourism stipend and a new supplementary expenditure for electrical assistance of $8.5 million. The Ministry of Finance says the overages were, quote, somewhat offset of underspending in other areas, including personnel costs being $28.5 million less than budget and supplies and consumables, excluding leases coming in at $3.6 million less than the full-year budget. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. The Director of Tourism says Resort Residential is playing an important role in helping the jurisdiction's tourism product bounce back after the pandemic. We get this report now from Radio Cayman's April Cummings. Speaking to the Caribbean Journal, Rosa Harris said it is an exciting time for the Cayman Islands with a number of new hotels in the pipeline. The new Vita Cayman Adventure Lodge and Kailani Grand Cayman, a curio collection by Hilton Hotel, are both slated to open in 2023. She says the new Hotel Indigo and Grand Hyatt Grand Cayman residents will open their doors in 2024. DART is developing the Hotel Indigo, which will be located adjacent to the Kempton Seafire Resort and Spa. DART has also recently opened Kapak, a mixed-use residential and retail development in Kamana Bay. The DOT director says resort residential is an important part of Cayman's accommodations mix. Ms. Harris told the Caribbean Journal that, quote, should a new development site add residential units, this offers a longer stay and seasonal residents, which provide a steady stream of business year-round. She added that residential resorts also played a vital hand in Cayman's tourism bounce back from the COVID-19 pandemic, with the first people returning to Cayman being condo owners who were eager to, quote, come back home. In 2022, almost 47 percent of tourists were repeat visitors, so the resort residential mix, she says makes sense. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. In other local news. Enforcement at Pegasus, you guys are up. Remember to communicate remember when you're stretching the goal the Department of Environment recently hosted the course designed to help local responders deal with a massive oil spill. We're at the Sailing Club in Grand Cayman. We're conducting our first international maritime organization sanctioned level one oil spill response course for first responders. It's being instructed by uh, the director of the National Spill Control School in Corpus Christi, Texas at Texas A&M University. The DOE's Scott Slaba says his department is the first response agency for marine oil spills if a significant spill occurs and the coastline is threatened. Fortunately, we haven't had a history of, of great oil spills. We've had nuisance spills many times in the past. Uh, we do need to practice in case there's that event. We have a lot of tanker traffic passing by our shores. There are, are multiple scenarios where we think there could be a major spill. 
Hopefully there won't be, but we need to be prepared. The National Emergency Operations Center will likely be activated to manage further threats to public health, the environment and the economy if there is a major spill. So other agencies doing the training included hazard management, the regiment and the Coast Guard. Current representative for Ms. Cayman Islands Universe, Chloe Powery Doxy, is set to be formally crowned this month as Ms. Cayman Islands Universe 2022. This after former title holder Tiffany Connolly was convicted of assault charges back in February. New National Director of the Cayman Islands Universe organization, Derry Dickers Lee, confirms with Radio Cayman News there were details that needed ironing out. As to the delay, now that they are ironed out, Ms. Dickers Lee says they're excited about the way forward. Chloe Paridoxy will be crowned Miss Universe Cayman Islands 2022 at the National Gallery on 28th April. Gates open at 6 p.m. and showtime is at 6.30 p.m. We have a wonderful evening lined up with some great entertainment and tickets are $25 and available on Event Pro. Chloe will be engaged in a number of community events and activities over the next few months. We have a new chairperson, Catherine Tyson. And we're looking forward to rebranding and having an amazing year ahead. Once again, the official crowning ceremony will be held on April 28th at the National Gallery. For more details, check out facebook.com forward slash Miss Cayman Islands Universe. And we'll leave you with this one. National Children's Festival of the Arts NCFA gold medalists from 15 schools across Grand Cayman entertained audiences during two final concerts recently held at the John Gray High School Performing Arts Hall to showcase their winning song, dance, speech, and instrumental performances. The 2023 NCFA season will culminate next month with the Young Musician of the Year and the Amen Mohammed Steel Pan competitions. You can watch the 2023 NCFA Grand Cayman final concert on CHDV or its YouTube channel this Saturday, April 15th at 2 p.m. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shana Gallego.